Hey, everybody. It's me, Trevor, from Trevent's Wedding and Event Planning, and you are listening to Wedding Confessions. I'm here today with my very special guest co-host. I have DJ Chris Rhythms here with me. Hey, Chris. Hey, Trevor. How Thanks you doing? for having me. Thanks hey. for being here. My pleasure. Chris, we were talking before we started recording today about things that are unexpected at weddings and how we have to remain calm no matter what happens, and it's best that the couple doesn't know when things kind of go awry and that we just deal with it ourselves. Yeah, very, very true, Trevor. I mean, as a wedding professional, you want to keep the bride and groom as calm as possible. It's their day, and the last thing you want them to do is be stressed out on their own day. They worked hard enough to get to that point. The, the, The point of them being there, they should really enjoy the time with family and friends, right? And they're stressed out enough. They've got enough going on. In exactly. their, they're emotional. They're freaking out about the ceremony. They don't need to know all the things that happen that we're dealing with in the background. And and uh, you you hit the nail right on the head. It, it, we're the professionals. We're the ones that they hired, that they trusted to do what we need to do to make sure their wedding is so perfect. Exactly, exactly. And it, I don't know if you remember, but at Cassandra and Josh's wedding, that's where we first met, you and I, and that's who's actually coming in today to talk to us, there, right before the ceremony was about to start, and this has happened to me on so many occasions, I don't ever want to see glass vases filled with water and candles anymore lining a aisle. I agree. I agree 100%. So at this particular wedding and many others, one of the guests didn't notice the cylinder vase and kicked it and knocked it over. And now our aisle was a slip and slide. The worst part about this particular situation was there was actually an aisle runner here. So like a carpet for the bride to walk down and it got soaked. So now we've got a wet carpet. We've got a wet aisle. We wanted to start on time. Like one of the, it's not often that a ceremony starts on time. Let's be realistic here. They start five minutes late, 10 minutes late. I mean, it's not like they're starting an hour late, but they start a little bit late. This was going to start on time. And then this person just kicked this vase. So I'm on my hands and knees. You're passing me paper towels. You're trying to find someone to get me a mop while I'm on the floor trying to sop it up with paper towels. Luckily, the event designer was still there, and she was able to give us another aisle runner. So she just pulled up the aisle runner, waited for us to dry it off, and um, rolled out another runner, which was great. And Cassandra never knew she just thought, we, we, we kind of just told her that oh, some of the guests aren't here yet, yeah. so we're just going to delay a little bit. Josh knew, though, because Josh was greeting well, guests. he was there. He was, he was like kind of... And he probably heard it when it happened. Totally. So. so he knew, and he was okay. He just was, let's get it done. Let's not tell Cassandra. Let's keep it a secret, which we did. I mean, we told her afterwards, because it's always fun to discuss what happens at weddings after the fact. But uh, it's just, it's... it's I got to stress, no more water close to the aisle. Yeah, and it happens more times than it shouldn't. Totally. Have you ever had anything happen at a wedding that was just completely out of your control and just caused havoc? (laughs) Um, I hope not. Well, not (laughs) havoc. I mean, for me personally, I don't stress out about these things. I just try and resolve it as quickly as possible, right? Totally. And there have been times where equipment fails. Um, microphones don't work, batteries aren't changed or they're not charged, what have you. And yeah, it does put a little bit of a delay, but it's not the end of the world. It's really about keeping calm and just 
getting it resolved. Totally. I that just you just reminded me of something that happened. One of my past couples, Candace and John, who actually have been on this podcast, and I'm surprised we never talked about this when they were here. When their maid of honor was doing her speech, the microphone cut out, mm-hmm. and she w- she didn't know what to do. She just was like looking around. What do we do? What do we do? DJ was getting uh, extra batteries ready. So in the meantime, we just kind of played some music, let some people dance a little bit. But we were thank God we were there because the the look on her face was just panic. So I went up to her while she was at the podium and I just kind of whispered in her ear, we're taking care of it, don't worry. DJ's about to play some music. <laughs> and, and for me personally, I mean, I test all my equipment prior. So when there's a failure with equipment, it's not, it's always when I have like to plug and play into an existing system right. at the venue, right? Um, I did a wedding earlier this, well, I guess in 2018 at Deer Creek, same scenario happened where it was an in-house sound system. Whoever the manager or technician on duty didn't change the batteries. So luckily, I, I mean, this was failing in and out. So it, it, they still had sound, but it was you can tell it was going. Ugh. And at the time, I didn't have my wireless microphone on me. I ran out to my car, grabbed my microphone, and I just switched it out. And, and the good thing, too, about me controlling the wireless microphone is I can control the volume. Nine times out of ten... <laughs> The venue sets the microphone at a certain level, and they're gone. You can't find it. And when the volume is low for speeches, you, it's out of your control as a DJ, right? But when I have my own equipment, psh, guaranteed it's nice and clear, loud, everyone can hear it. Oh, that's so good. So, and that's why I like having you around. <laughs> so from that point on, it's, it was actually a good learning experience for me. So at that point, I always, always keep a backup uh, wireless microphone in that scenario if I have to plug and play. So smart. I had another experience recently where, uh, this was again during a ceremony. Have you ever worked at the fermenting cellar? Mm-hmm. So this, we had the ceremony at this venue and we also were doing the reception there. So the whole place is kind of, what do you call it? Tented, not tented. Uh, there's, there was a curtain that separated the uh, where the dinner was gonna happen mm-hmm. to where the ceremony was gonna happen. And it was closed off so that the guests couldn't see yes. the dinner area. Now, a curtain isn't soundproof. No. <laughs> so as the ceremony was happening, the the venue staff was still setting oh, no. setting tables and getting oh. things done. Well, we realized that there was one extra table. So they were all rectangular tables, harvest tables. And there was two together when there only needed to be one. So we had this one table that was only going to seat eight people but had room for 16. So mm-hmm. we wanted to get rid of one of those tables so it didn't look weird. So... Oh no! I, I know told where the going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told the venue staff is like we need to get rid of one of these tables, thinking that they would use common sense and let's take everything off the table before we start moving the table. Mm-hmm. They lifted the table, oh, no. and something happened. I swear this all happened in slow motion though, because <laughs> uh, it one of the legs buckled and the whole table came crashing down on like a forty-five degree angle. Oh, no. So everything that was on the table is now just Sweating. like. Crash, 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 crash. And again, a curtain isn't soundproof. The mm-hmm. ceremony is happening right oh, there. No. And my first reaction is I'm like in slow motion running. And like I want to just dive under so everything lands on my back as opposed to the floor. But I, I couldn't make Were it Were they recording time. video as well? What's that? Were they recording video for the ceremony? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, they were everything. Oh. <laughs> Everybody just froze behind this curtain. And just looked at each other like, do you think they noticed? <laughs> so luckily, we had such an amazing officiant. And he 
made such a good joke. It was a Jewish wedding, and it was right before they were going to stomp the glass. Muzzle tough. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's what he did. He was like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't time for stomping of the glass, but it sounds like somebody already crashed the glass. Muzzle tough. And everybody <laughs> laughed and cheered. Luckily, this couple were such a cool couple. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, when I, when I got them and brought them back behind the curtain so they could have some time to themselves... They just started laughing. They're like, what happened? <laughs> and again, we were talking about wedding professionals. That's a great example. Be adaptable and just have fun with it. I mean, totally. don't, don't stress out. Don't make it a big deal. Right. Just and brush it off and move on. Everybody was freaking out. And I, and I just said to the staff members that were there, I was like, there's nothing you can do about it now, but hopefully you learn from this experience. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to start screaming and yelling, what the heck are you doing? What the fuck did this happen? Exactly. What's the point? It happened. Let's move on. Let's yeah. deal with it. And so we did. <laughs> and luckily, the rest of the wedding was awesome, except when uh, the father of the groom went on for 25 minutes in his speech, drunk speech, wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in that scenario as well many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so yes. So luckily, our couples have us when we're there to handle all of these types of situations. I can't even imagine what would happen if they didn't have a wedding planner or a DJ that yeah. kind of took took the reins. It could be really bad. Like, what if what if uh, bride's sister was the one in control that day and all this shit was going true, down? You think true. they would be able to handle it? And I'm sure you've stepped in and done everything outside of your your job responsibilities as well because I know I've have end of the night you know if they're packing up and I'm already done I'm happy happy to of help them of course it's but just because you you're a nice guy down. thank you <laughs> <laughs> I try to be okay everybody we're gonna take a break now and we're gonna come back and Cassandra and Josh are gonna be here and we're gonna talk to them about their awesome wedding excellent see you in a minute or hear you in a minute <laughs> hey everyone it's DJ Chris Rhythms Entertainment your wedding day is arguably one of the most important and exciting days of your life Hire a true professional DJ who will give you that peace of mind to enjoy your wedding reception. For further information and pricing, visit my website, www.djchrisrhythmz.com. You can also find me on social media, uh, Facebook at DJ Chris Rhythms, and Instagram at WeddingDJ underscore DJ Chris Rhythms. Thanks for your time, and I wish you both love, laughter, and finding your happily ever after. Cheers. Trevor? My wedding planner, you have been like my guardian angel from the second I met you. And if it wasn't for you, like I would have just thrown in the towel for real. Yep, that's right. She's talking about me. I'm Trevor from Trevent's Wedding and Event Planning, and I'm here to help make your wedding dreams come true. I offer full planning, partial planning, and of course, wedding month management. So check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My handle is at Trevents Planner. And go to my website at www.trevents.ca. T-R-E-V-E-N-T-S dot C-A. Anyone who's getting married, please hire Trevor. And we are back. I'm still here with my guest co-host today, Chris. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. And we are joined with Cassandra and Josh. Hello, hello. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up? Listen to that voice. Say something else. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickle peppers. Wow. How you guys doing? Doing good. Married life, huh? Yeah. Changed? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah a good bit. How? um we've ceased to be singular people okay that is a big change yeah 
I consult him before I spend money now. Oh. Sometimes. Shared Sometimes. bank account? Shared, Shared bank, bank account. account. That's different. That's yep. an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. And Cassandra we, was telling us just when she got here that she's going on vacation with her girls. I am. And yep. Josh is cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I'll be fine. I'm cheesed that I'm not going just because I can't go because of work. But Boo, work. He's yeah. truly living that, you know, happy wife, happy life, right? Pretty much. Just it was her Christmas present. You got her a trip for Christmas? I let her get a trip with our money for, for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice of you. Smart man. It's very smart. What's the expression? Happy. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. Happy spouse, happy house. There you go. Yep. Oh, look at you, poet. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know who introduced me to it, but it was, it was <laughs> solid. Um, I want to know a little bit about your history together. Tell me your love story. Where'd you meet? How'd you meet? So we actually met at a, what I believe to be poetry and comedy show. Um, I was there for the comedy and Josh was performing. Poetry? Spoken word, yeah. You know what? I can't even say we met there because we didn't talk at all that night. Um, I just watched him perform and then I watched him kind of look at me at the end of the night and then I left. No, you got to frame that differently. You got to frame that differently. It wasn't, it wasn't like that because I didn't just look at you. And you didn't just see me look at you. That's not how, <laughs> that's not what happened. So tell us, how did it happen? So it was the end of the show. And what happens at the end of the show is sometimes you'll have all of the artists kind of line up by the exit just to say bye and thank you to people as they're, they're going by. And I really didn't want to be at that show. Um, I was grateful to be on stage because my mentor was the one throwing me, throwing the show and throwing me some money to perform. But I was just kind of out of it. I was very depressed that day, not wanting to be there. And I look up and just across the hall from me. It's a short hallway, but it's long enough that you can't just have a conversation. Uh, she was there and she looked gorgeous. And so I look up and I'm seeing her and I'm like, holy bro, <laughs> she's gorgeous. And I have no game at this point. Like I can't, I can't spit any game. So I just kind of look at her and I see her and we make eye contact and I just smile at her. And then she smiles back at me. And that was it. Wow. So she didn't like pretend she wasn't looking at you and shy away. She actually smiled back. Yeah. I don't think she was into me at all. I was not someone, I wasn't the catch yet. Were you into him? Absolutely not. Huh. No. Um, but I was really into the poetry, really, really into the poetry. So I went home and I got on Twitter and I followed most of the poets who performed that night. Um, and I enjoyed just kind of reading their tweets, trying to figure out where the next poetry thing was. And then I seen Josh talking about wanting to go see Basquiat. And I was like, oh, crap, I really want to go. And so I messaged him and I was like, well, let's go. And I think you that caught him off guard. message me. I you tweeted, him. You, no, you tweeted at me <gasps> and I DM'd For the you. whole world to see? Yeah, so you tweeted, I said, um, does any of my fam want to go see Basquiat? Thinking that like my actual relatives or like close friends would reply. <laughs> and she's like, I want to go. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I remember that she was like the cute girl from the thing. I'm like, okay, so let me like slide in the DMs and ask if she wants to go. I slid in the DMs. It was my move. Okay. <laughs> She'll take it. Yeah. And so then we had planned every, um, a plan set to go on Monday. And turns out that the AGOs closed on Mondays. Fun fact, if you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Right, and so we were already in the midst of meeting up, so we just decided to go to the ROM instead. And we didn't know each other, so we were just really awkwardly walking through the whole ROM, getting to know each other that whole time. That's like the perfect date. Yeah, and then he so took me romantic. to Burger King. 
Oh. Josh. Don't ill me because you set up the whole conversation about that too. Because I told him how crap Burger King was. So what happens when we were, we were sitting, because we had done, we'd walked through the whole museum. And so we're sitting down in this one really beautiful cathedral-like looking area. And she turns to me and she says, do you ever crave a Whopper? <laughs> and like any reasonable person, I was like, no, who, who craves a Whopper? And she's like, exactly. And then as a joke, I'm like, why don't we just go? Like, we were supposed to go eat. I'm like, why don't we just go to Burger King? And it was terrible. It was horrible. It was awful. Because it's but Burger King. But he made up for it by buying me street meat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I really like street meat, so it was good for me. Aw, such a romantic. Yeah, she didn't look at me romantically then either. I what just, a city I'll, love story. Did you ever get to the Basquiat exhibit? Absolutely no. not. No. Never. Never. No. Do you know that um, it's Jean-Michel... Basquiat, right? He yeah. dated Madonna in like the early, early 80s. Yeah. That's cool, right? I yep. didn't know that. There's all these, recently, there's all these uh, Polaroids that have come out of the two of them. Like never before seen photos that they took of themselves when they were dating. So cool. Wild. I mean, totally off topic. So then that date was a success. Kind of. He was definitely friend zoned for a little while. Oh, was, no kiss. I decided this guy was no, just definitely be my not. friend. No kiss just gonna be my friend and probably was it because of burger king no it was just i thought he was weird i was <laughs> and he is <laughs> he still i'm still yeah weird. this no is perfectly viable and then how much longer was it i think we hung out as just friends yeah. for like two weeks oh yeah. <laughs> that's the friend no, zone no, no. so like we actually that's playing hard to get but we actually hung out like i was convinced this guy was not gonna be more than my friend Okay. Yeah, and like so very we platonically. Hung out, like didn't go to each other's houses, any of that stuff. Just downtown, watching movies, those kind of things for two weeks. Okay. How and often in those two weeks? Really often. Yeah. So and did you see your other friends in those two weeks? Oh, uh, yeah. Liar. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see any. No, that's a lie. I saw two of my friends, and that was it. Did you know you were in the friend zone? Or did you think like she's just? Like, I was trying to work my way out of it once I realized I was there, but that was maybe like four days before she decided that was a no-no so so what happened after two weeks that you you decided okay i'm taking him out of the friend zone and i need to kiss this guy i don't know i just realized i was around him a lot and that i kind of probably liked him more than a friend and i could see past his flooded jeans it wasn't even (laughs) jeans i wasn't even really wearing jeans at that point it was summertime so i was wearing oh you know what you might be right you might be right yeah you're right you're right yeah the blue ones uh, <laughs> there's bad pictures of that. I would like to the see internet. these pictures. I would not like to find them. So then what happened? When did you actually propose? So now you're dating. Oh. So that's a while later. So wait. But we went to Mexico on vacation. You love Mexico. Yeah. We've been to Mexico three times together. And I had, and I, I thought he was going to propose then, but I wasn't going to ruin it for myself. So I didn't like look for a ring or anything. Um, and so that was a seven day trip and on like day four and five, I'm like, wait, what's happening here? Like, maybe I'm going crazy. He's not actually going to propose. And so then I started looking around, but I didn't find anything. So I convinced myself, okay, he's not going to propose. You really didn't find the ring? No. Where did you hide it? How did she she not find it? I feel like a genius. Mm -hmm. It was just in the the lockbox. I didn't find it. It was in the lockbox the whole time. Did you look in the lockbox? I'm sure I did. I went in there for money and everything else. Mm. 
Interesting. But I didn't find anything, so I was con- I'm like, okay, like this isn't it. We were fighting a little bit before that too, and I was like, okay, it's just not gonna happen this time. And then I was at the pool, and everyone's ignoring me. All the friends that we made at the pool, because I make a lot of friends on vacation, and everyone's ignoring me. They're either sleeping or like just kind of. I don't know, being weird. And I went back to the room and I said, I'm going to take a nap because everyone's ignoring me and I'm bored. (laughs) And I went to sleep. Yeah, and I'm the night before, um, because we had gotten into the fight the night before, Yeah. I had told everybody when I got back, because all of our friends kind of sat together at this table and would drink. Uh, And so I went there and I'm like, guys, I'm proposing tomorrow. And like, you can't, like, I need to get this off my chest. That's why they were ignoring you. They They all knew. They didn't want to give it up. Yeah, so everyone was ignoring her the next day. So we're going down to this setup on the beach, and there's a pier, and there's the dinner set up with, there are probably fake candles, um, but candles going up the thing, and there's someone there who's, like, serving us dinner. And so we're walking down, and I've had something planned to say the whole time, and I just lose it. I forget everything that I was going to say. So I just ramble on for like five minutes walking down this pier. We get to the beach. But it it worked because I was so nervous because there's so many people on the beach staring at us walking to this thing. And I'm like, wait, like, why is everyone staring at us? And I haven't clued in yet because I didn't find a ring. I didn't think it's going to happen. But didn't you think this whole setup was just over the top romantic? We were going to go out for dinner. Okay. And because I couldn't find the ring and I'm usually smarter than him. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't Usually think it way. was going to happen. Yeah, and you say there were so many people on the beach. It was like 20 people dispersed. That, that's enough for me. Though. And they, most a of lot them of people. were in the water, yeah. which didn't help because we were going on the dock. I get um, But the idea was like she got out and she was about to pull out her chair and sit down. And then I'm like, hey, wait, before you sit down. And I got on one knee and I asked. And then I clued in. And I was like, oh, okay. And I described the feeling as like, so it's not embarrassment. But it's that same, like, whoa, everyone's looking at you feeling. And, like, holy crap, that's a big question while everyone's looking at you. Um, So did you feel pressured to say yes? I mean, I already lived with the guy, so (laughs) no. Um, But, yeah, no, I said yes. And then I was like, wow, this ring is friggin' gorgeous. And I was stuck on that the whole time. But everyone on the beach just starts clapping for us, which added to my lovely feeling. So then did you go and celebrate with all of your friends? Yeah, and then everyone stopped ignoring me. And did you clue in? Yes. Eventually. Did Did you try and find out why you couldn't find the ring? No. No, you I was care too obsessed with looking at you the just ring love the ring. That, yeah. It's a really nice ring. It is a nice ring. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Good job. So now you come back from your trip, all happily engaged, and time to start planning a wedding. Right. Where do you start? What do you do? So we said we weren't going to have a wedding for at least two years. Okay. It took us a year and a half to have our wedding. Okay. That. Um, so... I instantly started planning because I was like, no, we're not going to wait two years. We're just going to get this done and over with so people can stop asking because people have so many lovely questions. Always. All the time. <laughs> and so I looked at venues. That was my first thing. I'm going to pick a venue and then I'm going to work from there. And so I picked our venue. We really liked it at the time. It was beautiful. Still is a very beautiful gorgeous, venue. Gorgeous, gorgeous venue. Yep. And so we picked that, and then we decided... We actually lost the weekend we wanted. We originally wanted September 14th, and we ended up with the 21st. Um, but that was okay. I'm like, you know what? 21's a nicer number than 14. I'll learn to love it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted a fall wedding, which is why we picked September. And 
then I worked from there. And you planned the whole wedding yourselves. You were, when we had met, you were just mm-hmm. looking for like a day of coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you about my month of package. Yeah. And I wasn't available on the day that you wanted, but you really wanted to work with me. Yeah. So we, so luckily I have some great assistants and one of my assistants met with you and me and we pitched her to be your month of coordinator. You'd still work with me right up until the day and then Tanya would have showed up and done the wedding because I was going to Greece. I was planning a wedding in Greece. So there was no way that I was going to be at this wedding. But then... Unfortunately, I don't know why I'm saying this with a smile. Unfortunately, I'm saying it with a smile. The couple canceled their Greek wedding, and I was now available to work your wedding. So I said right. to Tanya, "Sorry, I'm going to take this one," <laughs> and called you and told you that, and you right. were very happy. Happy. That happy. was. Um, I was actually having a really bad day that day, and then you called me, and the whole day was better after huh. that. Yeah, so I actually, I remember when I was trialing, kind of not trialing, but meeting with different wedding planners, um, I had maybe like four or five meetings. Oh, wow. Um, and there was absolutely nobody that I wanted but you. Yeah. Wow. And so when I found out that I couldn't actually have you, I was like, oh, I was not impressed with it. But the fact that you were going to be planning everything up into up until was what gave me like the okay you can go and the fact that you trusted this other person who's amazing was amazing well i'm glad that i made your day that day yeah you did and then helped you and then made your wedding yeah such a successful wedding and i know you're gonna go to greece soon i hope so i know it that really (laughs) that really sucked like, I mean, it's awful that they had to cancel the wedding. It's really sad. <laughs> but it really sucked because I was going to well, be Well, if they need a DJ, I think I'm available. <laughs> <All>, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun together, though, didn't we? When yeah. we were oh, working goodness. together for that month. Yeah. So I felt like I did so much hard work and I came and I met you with my little binder full of everything. You really impressed and me. And then <laughs> you show up with your very detailed stuff. And I was like, wow, I did nothing. I just had contracts and a binder. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you were, you handled it. There's a lot to handle. Yeah. We, we, um, so Cassandra and Josh had hired all of their vendors to work the wedding. And then I kind of came in and just coordinated everything for you, which means at that point you get used to saying, ask Trevor or talk to Trevor instead of you having to deal with all the vendors, you just deal with me and I take care of the vendors that we're going to work with and plan the itinerary and then just run the show on the day of the wedding. Ask Trevor was my favorite thing to say <laughs> for like that whole month. Don't you still wish you could say that to people? I wish I could say that <laughs> to people. What was your favorite part about your wedding? Oh. Well, easily it was marrying Josh. Oh, that thanks. was my favorite part. Good answer. Um, but I think it was just, I, I can't say that there was a thing. I think it was a feeling. So after the ceremony was done and it was like, whoa, the hard stuff's over now, it was just like this feeling of utter happiness. No matter what was happening, I was, I was on cloud nine. And Josh, you were a little bit scared before the ceremony. I was terrified. What do you mean? <laughs> terrified. You, you were so cute, though, because you were, just, you were just like, I need to sit. Let me sit. So you <laughs> sat there with your best man. Yeah. And you just kind of like chilled and breathed deep. And yeah, that was... It was hard collecting myself the entire time. And it was mostly because I think, and we'll probably talk about this a little later, but like there was so much going on outside 
literally outside. And so like the stress of that I got to the venue first or the stress of I don't know how people are going to get here with everything that's going on out there. What was going on? Massive storm. It was like a hurricane was, was happening was that crazy. day. It was so crazy. Terrible. There were there were like actual trees Falling crashing over. down and yeah. blocking roads and that was freaking you out. Yep. Which and rightfully so. Yeah, I'm like my future wife is on the road in this and I have no idea when she's going to get here. Neither did I. You were in an Uber. Yeah. And, and if Ubers could fall over, that would have been the day. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was just nuts. And so <laughs> that, aside from, like, the mounting pressure of I'm getting married today, that was, it was a lot. What When did you kind of calm down and realize that everything was going to be okay? Did you calm down or <laughs> <laughs> everything good, was going to be okay? That's a good question. I don't think I did, if I'm being entirely honest. I just knew, like, we're going to get through this. Like, one way or another, this is going to happen. Even the prayer? Okay, so one of my favorite things about this wedding was that the two of you wanted to say a prayer, just the two of you, yeah. before the ceremony. But you still didn't want to see each other. Mm. So, we, so Cassandra, you were in the bridal suite, and we had to bring Josh in, but keep you turned a certain way so that he couldn't see you and vice versa. And then when Josh was in place, Cassandra just kind of slowly walked towards him and put her arms around him. It was, it was like, I'm getting teary because it was so beautiful. It was, a, it was a moment that I've never seen at a wedding and it's a moment that I haven't seen since. And you prayed together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that about? Why did you want to do that? Um, so that was really important for us because yes, we are getting married together and yes, all of our family and friends and everyone else that was there is present and important, but marriage for us was standing before God and committing our lives to each other there. And so um, prayer is something that just brings both of us peace. And in such a chaotic situation such as that, that was really important to us to just start, start our married life off that way before. We I got, love that. Yeah. And it was such a beautiful prayer, too. Thanks. Did um, you make that up on the spot? Or yeah. Was, yeah, you did. Was, it was really coming from a place of what I thought both of us would need in that time and what I thought the environment might need at that time. Yeah. And really just wanting to be centered because, like, our faith is important to us, but neither of us are, like, we wouldn't be considered religious people to religious people. Right. Um, but that relationship is super important to us. And so to have some sort of connectivity that's deeper and bigger than us and then to still be connected to each other in that was super important. I love that. Yeah. And then we sent you back to be all alone and freaked out and scared and mm -hmm. crying in the corner, the fetal position. And then I heard, don't tell Cass. Right. From the bridal suite. <laughs> and, but who said that? I don't know who said it. I just remember being by myself in the bridal suite. I heard a crash bang. I heard, don't tell Cass. And Chris and I actually were talking about this before you guys got here. Because that this is the weather was delaying us a little bit. But this is what delayed us even more is the crash bang that you heard was the vase crash and banging down yeah. the aisle and all the water we said it became a slip and slide <laughs> down the aisle um so that delayed us a little bit uh did somebody end up telling you because i thought we didn't talk about this until after uh so i learned it after the ceremony okay good yeah okay good mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. but there was also something so we got you all lined up for the processional <laughs> and 
there was um was it josh's it was mine your grandmother yeah was sitting in the kind of lounge area where we were lining you all up what what happened with your grandmother so and a oh, big sigh so the the two grandmas who were going to hear this probably like you know who you are and you didn't do anything um the other one who might we've had conversations um the the grandma in question she just wasn't going in she wasn't taking her seat she wasn't taking her seat and i think she was trying to walk in at the same time or around the same time as Cass, and i don't know why i've never gotten like the reasoning behind this there was no like serious rationale um, I think the part that was confusing too is like my mom had noticed it as well and she kind of stepped over to be like hey you really like gotta go take your seat now like everything's kind of gonna be closed happening. off <laughs> um, and it, it just wasn't registering but I mean we all have our reasons for doing what we do. I, I don't know about not registering so much as not caring. And you never found out why? I didn't want to know. No. <laughs> I think that might have... I was in a state where I'm like, this is ridiculous, but I can take my focus off it because my wife's about to walk down the That's aisle. right. Um, and so finding that out now is kind of irrelevant to me. And if I ever do find out, like, all it's going to be is an argument, so I'm not going right. to. Right. So why bother? Yeah. He's a smart man. That's right. When you, when you saw Cass for the first time, did you cry? When she was walking down the aisle? <laughs> You're asking like you didn't see me did Cass, did Cass get her way? She really I, wanted you to cry. I, I really this, wanted him to cry. This was something that she had, I think, mentioned to me the first time we met. When yep. I, I, I Even at the bridal show, I think I asked you, like, what's so important to you at your wedding? And the first thing you said was, I want my fiance to cry. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I even joked and said, if he didn't cry, I wasn't signing the paper. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I wasn't going to cry because I don't cry under pressure. Like, if people expect me to cry, I usually just won't. And I bawled. And the you cried. Are perfect. Do you ever have them in slow motion? Did you ask for I, them to? I took like three pictures that are like the beginning, the middle, and the end. It was beautiful. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And it was a beautiful ceremony. Yeah. Yep. So I was really focused on walking down the aisle and not catching on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Your dress was very wide. My dress was very wide, and there were a lot of candles, and I was trying to focus so badly on what was going on at front but i also really thought it would be a horrible way to end the day because that would end the day oh, if that would I definitely end the on day fire. i was in the same realm of thought like just before i think i started bawling bawling i saw your dress kind of catch <laughs> on the first vase and i'm like please don't please don't please don't and then you made it past and the second one was fine and then i was back in my emotions she was good she was good yeah. I was ready to jump on you and <laughs> pat you down if I needed to. That's love. <laughs> that is love. <laughs> so while we're talking, well, we were talking about your family. We were talking about your grandmother, but your family and their speeches were very unique. There was lots of singing at your wedding. Lots that took of both of us by surprise. Honestly, did it? You didn't know I, that was so going to happen. We expected singing from like my maid of honor because she she sings everything. Um, but I was really shocked by the rest of the singing that continued throughout the night. Didn't only one person sing aside from that? Your dad? Yeah, my dad. And Shanor. That was it. No, you were shocked by Shanor because like, you knew, but you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then my dad had a really long speech. Yes, he did. <laughs> my dad had a very long speech. And I didn't expect it to be that long. I expected it to be like a length. 
because he's a he's a speaker. That's what he does. He's a speech coach. But it went on. But the song that he picked and the song that he sung, I knew it was coming by the time it got there, uh, just because of how personal it was. Okay. Between me, him, and one of my younger brothers. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about is how DJ Chris Rhythms came into the picture. How did you find this magical DJ? So that's really interesting because I planned most of the wedding. Um, Josh was there for and everything. Just like an he ever showed suppres- up at su- meetings and I was, was present physically, but he didn't really do the planning. Um, but I knew the music piece was going to be him, and he was going to be the pickiest about the music. Yep. And so when I was looking into DJs, I probably went through like four or five DJs um, that I let him listen to, and they were just flat no's. And then I found you. Um, And I think something that was really interesting for us was finding all vendors, but specifically our DJ, who could play to to an audience for people of color, not just the top 40. And so that was really important to us. And so that I remember putting a Facebook post on one of the wedding groups asking for that. And I got flooded. I, I learned my lesson after that time to never. And we do were it talking again. about that too, because you put POC. Yeah. And What's half POC? of them people of color. Half of oh. them didn't know what that was. Yeah. And oh. so a lot of people didn't know what that was, and that's a lot of wasted time. But I found you, and then I took some of the mixes that you already have, and I let him listen to them. Yeah. Um. So it's funny because picking a DJ, like it's not just like a, a five minutes, who is this person? Like you have to actually listen to the mixes. And so we were playing them around our apartment the whole time, just kind of listening to them and getting a vibe. And I gave it to, I think two or three of my bridesmaids as well to listen to and tell me their thoughts. And Josh yeah. gave the final okay on that one. Yeah. I was That's really, awesome. I was really impressed with transitions. And for me personally, I mean, I'm part Caribbean as well. Right. So I get more nervous when it's more, West Indian weddings or functions just for the fact that I have such a huge database of music and to play what's going to work is I want to play everything you know what I mean so it's just Mm -hmm. finding those songs and of course well Cassandra helped too because she had her her request yeah I thought it was funny because you had asked us uh, you'd asked us prior to the wedding and then again at the wedding you were like are you sure about some of these songs? (laughs) Like, I noticed grandparents here, and we're like, "Mm, no, we paid for this wedding. Yes, we are sure. Why, what was wrong with the songs? Oh, they're just just a little vulgar. Well, some of the, yeah, there's a lot of sexual content in reggae. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but I mean, we're married now, so mind your business. (laughs) That was my big thing. It's like, I'm married now. There's literally no moral ground you can stand on to tell me I can't have fun listening to this. And for me personally, like, I love the older reggae and Caribbean music just because I know it's safe. Mm-hmm. The newer stuff, even though you download it, you know, you got the patois in there and there could be a lot of swearing in there and you don't know, even though it says clean. Yeah. So yeah. that's my own, that was my only concern. And yeah. you know, we kind of, I kind of voiced that too. And I so. remember feeling like, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. There's a reason we had an adult only wedding yep. minus Josh's little brother. And he didn't understand any of that. So it was I love that you had an adults only wedding. So that do was, we. Those just make me so happy. So, and I've talked about this on this podcast before. Is like sometimes there's what, you don't need to have kids at a party like this. Listen, we love kids. Um, yeah. But there was not going to be a kid walking down my aisle. Yeah. 
And I was not going to filter the music and the party and the drinking because there were children around. Good for you. Yeah. I agree with you, though. There should be a curfew for kids. I agree. At a wedding. I'm and sorry. Like right after. Be, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it. I mean, like, I think it's okay during dinner. But, I mean, as soon as dinner's wrapping up, you know, time for the adults only. Let yeah. them have fun. Yeah. Because you don't want these kids running around the dance floor. And just kind of, you kind of focus on them, taking away from them having a good time. And it's so interesting because for some people it's an issue, like a real issue. And for some people, not it's inviting just like the kids, not a big deal at all. Wait, what's mm-hmm. the issue? Kids. Not inviting kids? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People get offended. They do, and it, the question's like, well, what am I supposed to do with my kid? And I, I didn't parent your kids, so shouldn't have had them in the first place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. <laughs> I love kids. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to make note of is is one of your bridesmaids, an MC for the night, and hey. the creator of our sweets table, Shauna. Shauna. This girl did so much for your wedding, mm-hmm. and definitely deserves a shout out. Like she was just, and she was just so awesome, phenomenal, so good at everything. Amazing MC, and oh. yeah, we we've seen those ones where the couple says, "Okay, I'm going to have a friend or whatever who's an MC." And you, you always wonder how they're going to be, but she was great. She Phenomenal. was yeah. funny. She was personable. She kept it the night moving. She was awesome. The she also made the all of the desserts pretty much for everything except for like our wedding cake and cupcakes. She made the whole sweets table. It she was made a sure really it was big all table. delivered. It was a huge table. Uh, she did so much, and I don't know if we could have gotten through that day. Without, Without her. her. Definitely yeah. not. So good on you for having such good Thank friends. You, but all of your friends did a really good job. One of your friends was also doing your makeup too, didn't she? No, it's actually Shauna's cousin. Of who course did it makeup. was. Yep. Yeah. This girl was just all about it. She should be a wedding planner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell her you said that. Okay. <laughs> and then tell her to call me. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's... Th- your wedding, it just, it was a lot of fun. And when the party started happening and the music started playing, it was a crowded dance floor. It at was. At least up until when I left. Well, it was a crowded dance floor up until when we, we left, left. And I think that was almost close to one in the yeah, morning. Yeah, it was, it was a good party. Yeah. It was a good party. So you, you guys love to party. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that was the most important part about the wedding? Was the actual party element to it? The no. dancing? No. What Definitely was the most not. important? The ceremony. The ceremony. Okay. Yeah. Wow. No way. The party was a bonus. I'm I'm so glad that people came and enjoyed themselves and that the chicken wasn't dry and that the music was good and mm-hmm. the drinks were flowing and that we didn't run out of food for everybody. That's the stuff that you worry about. But like, it was just genuinely such a good time after. It was yeah. a really good time. And your mom... Josh, she had a good time. My mom had a good time. She my had a mom, nice speech. My mom made me cry. Yeah. Everybody times. made you cry that day, and we were also worried that you weren't going to cry. Yeah. I was a mess. I mean, for the most part. But also, I think my mom was... Actually, my mom kind of chilled out by the, by the mid of it. She had to watch my youngest brother because he passed out. He's, he's nine. The only kid that was allowed at the wedding? The yeah. only kid allowed there. Yeah. And so he was out like a light but yeah i think everyone everyone had a you were talking about the feeling earlier mm-hmm. babe and i think the the vibe in the room was very much like 
there's something deeper going on here than just like a party. And so it was very, it was beautiful for the ceremony. And then during like the, the table time after pictures, it was just something very like wholesome and healing about being there. And then afterwards, it was just really a celebration. And I think like no one was in there, at least as far as I could tell, no one was in there with a bad vibe or a I love that because yeah. the vibe is so important at weddings and it's not often that you get a room full of people where you can actually feel the energy and that it's good energy. Yeah. And, and the great thing too, it wasn't a huge amount of guests. Whereas, you know, if it's a huge wedding, the couple's always at, at, after dinner, you're socializing. You don't have time to really enjoy it because you're thanking everyone for coming. Everyone wants to take pictures. But at that size audience, it was great because you guys actually got to enjoy the evening. I think something that we found interesting too was um, Josh and I had really spoken before and we we decided we were going to do the wedding our way. So what made us happy is what we were going to do. So we did probably half of the room we did pictures with and then we sat down to eat and we hadn't eaten yet. And our photographer came came up to us and he was like, okay, are you ready to do the other half? And we're like, yeah, no, No, we're just not going to do that. And like we picked really great vendors that were just kind of like, okay, we'll figure it out. And we appreciated that so much, but we didn't want a big, we didn't want a big wedding like you were talking about. Like that felt like a huge wedding to me, even though I know it's not a huge wedding, but it was for that reason because we knew we wanted to do whatever we wanted to do. That's awesome. I love that. And that's how it should be. You should do what you want to do. This is your day, of course. Mm -hmm. It should should go the way you want it to go. That's right. It shouldn't, you shouldn't have somebody else dictating what you do for your special day. Yeah, and I think we didn't want to have... We learned that so many people feel entitled to a lot at your wedding. And I think we had the realization, like, we're the ones saving for this, and we're the ones getting married, and you're showing up for us. We're not getting married for your entertainment. So... So one of those (laughs) uh, great moments of feeling entitled, um, I remember I was sitting, and... Trevor, you approached me and Shauna approached me because there was a guest who wanted to make a speech. Um, grandma. Grandma. Same grandma. Same grandma. Same grandma. And wanted to make a speech. And I just remember looking at you with these eyes like, no, no. And you, you didn't even blink. You're like, okay, I got it. It's done. Nope. Well, and I always have to ask that because there's oftentimes at weddings, somebody will come up and say, oh, do you mind if I say something and I have to ask you first because I can't just like let someone go up and talk on the mic if you really don't want them to say anything at your wedding. Right. There's a reason why you didn't pick them in the first place and why we didn't schedule for them to be in the speech section of your wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to ask and yeah. I'm and I'm glad that we didn't have her speak. <laughs> now And can I just say I couldn't imagine saying something to you and Shauna after like well what do you mean I can't make a speech it was like the dream team of people no we one was gonna <laughs> fight that <laughs> we were very happy to speak on your behalf and tell her that there was no speech happening yeah mm-hmm. but we said it really nicely yeah I'm sure I, I wouldn't know <laughs> yeah. and I think we were super grateful that it was you two as well like the entire time like Shauna emceeing but then also you being in the the background making sure everything was happening I don't think we would have had anybody else point blank period oh absolutely we felt so supported I, I could not have gotten through the month or the day without you there's no way thanks guys it was a lot of fun working with you too 
And on that note, thank you so much for taking time to come and talk to us about your wedding. It was fun to relive the moment. Thank you for having us. And DJ Chris Rhythms. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here and taking time My out pleasure. of your DJ schedule. My pleasure. And it was great seeing Cassandra and Joshua again, right? It was nice seeing you too. Was it nice to see me? No. It's always nice to see <gasps> you. Get out of here, which is sarcasm. Yes, nice to see you again, Trevor. And you too. <laughs> okay, so much love in this room. Okay, bye. 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 Adios. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.